Hi, Fashion Hotline. Hi, this Easter, I'm on the hunt. For eggs? For new styles my family can wear to brunch. Get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now, get a huge 50% off your entire purchase in store. Everything you need, like dresses, polos, and shorts, is 50% off. 50% off? You must be hiding something. Dresses start at just $12 for women, $10 for girls. But Easter's just three days away. Then hop to it. It's in stores only. Don't tell the Easter Bunny. Hurry in for 50% off your entire purchase in stores only. Now at Old Navy. Valid 14 to 420 in stores only. Excludes in-store clearance. Gift cards. Register lane items. Jewelry today only and two-day only deals. He did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. He did the mash. It got on in a flash. He did the mash. He did the monster mash. From my laboratory in the Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to your favorite one-stop shop for horror news, true crime stories, and real-life tales of the unexplained. Monsters at Midnight, hosted by the Zima Podcasting Network for the month of December. I'm your host, your favorite escaped madman loose on the airwaves, terrorizing your eardrums, Matt Schaefer. And joining me, as always, is the groovy goulette herself, Jolyn Dormady. How are you this evening? I'm tired, but this is going to be really fun, so I'm going to try not to be tired. Understandable. I know the feeling well. And running the switchboard, flipping the knobs and levers, and sending flipping the... the knobs. Flipping the knobs. <laughs> and sending the electricity to reanimate this podcast is the, pro- the professor producer himself, Graham Zima. And he does have a microphone, I so can. again, and probably never will. So we love you, Graham. We love you, Graham. Welcome to our December edition of the show. Uh, happy holidays to you all. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy everyone. If you got a problem with happy holidays, then happy shut the fuck up. <laughs> so let's, without further ado, get this show on the road. Bolt your windows, lock your doors, and turn out the lights. Monsters at motherfucking midnight rides again for the month of December. Motherfucking. Motherfucking December. Ooh. We've actually had a pretty mild December. I don't know what it's like elsewhere, but in Milwaukee. Yeah, it's like 40 degrees today. Yeah. What's, what's going on? Yeah, I don't know. No snow yet. I don't know. None that's stuck. None that's stuck. It'll be a green Christmas. Boo. Or like a brown one. It's bare naked ladies. Um, speaking of music, though, we're going to start off with a topic. The soundtrack for my favorite movie, that probably, at least, Mandy, was being campaigned by the cult following that the movie has already surmassed uh, to be nominated for an Oscar. Uh, it'd be a posthumous Oscar for Johan Johansson, who unfortunately passed away before the movie's release, but he did provide the excellent, gloomy, and synth, and rock, and horror, and suspense-ridden soundtrack for the film Mandy. Unfortunately, though, the, the Academy or whoever else has put the kibosh on that sort of dream because the movie... I have the specifics here. There's um, um, it's because it was released on video on demand before it completed its qualifying run. Yes, which sounds like a motherfucking cop out to me. How many times can I say motherfucking in one episode? <laughs> Let's find out. Take a shot every time she <laughs> says motherfucking. Ooh, um, I'm gonna listen to this when we're done, and then 
play I have that to, game. I have to tell you about the drinking game I came up with. Oh my god, is um, there what? <laughs> it's not real? well. Okay, well here we go. I don't want a tangent here. Um, I was originally going to do it this weekend, but I didn't because on Friday I started drinking at two thirty, and <laughs> it wasn't really in in the plans. Yeah. No. Um. Basically, it's a variation that uh, me and a coworker came up with uh, f- uh, from the drinking game uh, Thunderstruck, where every time an ACDC is Thunderstruck you start drinking when they say thunder and then the next person starts drinking the next time they say thunder and so on and so forth. We came up with a variation for the resident papa here at Monsters at Midnight, (laughs) Rob Zombie. You listen to more human than human and everyone starts drinking when he says yeah and stops drinking the next time he says yeah. Ooh. I I, want to try that later. I want to try it at some point, too. I was originally going to do it with shots, but I was listening to the song and counting it out, and he probably says, yeah, at least 25 times in that song. So He might be dead at the end. Shots aren't necessarily a good idea for that song. Probably a better idea for different White Zombie or Rob Zombie songs, but not for more human than human. Admittedly, when you started this, like bit i thought that you made a monsters at midnight drinking game which we've all been meaning to do because well, we have some uh we, we all have some <laughs> regular uh little uh mannerisms that, that take a shot every time jolin apologizes for doing absolutely nothing wrong uh, yeah. finish your drink every time matt sounds like he's gonna vomit all over the <laughs> microphone uh take a shot every time uh rob zombie is brought is up brought up Take a shot every time Graham isn't on the podcast anymore, Aww. and I'll see you all in hell. <laughs> um, anyway, Mandy. Mandy, yes, back to Mandy. Uh, I have yeah, stupid a, what an reason. actual qualifying run. It means the film is released for one week in Los Angeles with a minimum of three screening per, three screenings per day. Man, there we go. There's finish your drink, everyone. Mandy became available <laughs> on video on demand before the completion of its one run, one week run, and was de- deemed ineligible as a result. Jolene, what do you have to say about this? Well, if you've heard me booing, I feel boo about it. I think it's really <laughs> stupid. Well, and I also, it's like, when I first like saw the headline, I figured it like, oh, because there's you know a ton of gore and like nudity and stuff so maybe they're not into that but then mm-hmm. i'm like eh, but other gory movies and stuff tend to like still at least be kind of in the running but i feel like maybe this is one of those where like they're kind of trying to find any reason not to uh not to let it qualify but yeah. who knows i mean maybe they really do strictly adhere to those rules um i guess i'm, I'm like no professional in that matter so it's like mm-hmm. fine i guess whatever we don't need you oscars suck my dick heard Ooh, another shot thing. Another shot every time Jolene tells someone to suck her dick. Yeah. And then immediately apologize for it so that you, you got your two shots back to back. I'm going to get you motherfuckers uh, drunk. <laughs> there's another one. <laughs> um, please, <laughs> don't don't die. It's Christmas and your family needs you. Or Hanukkah. Well, or, or Kwanzaa. You know, spending that much time with family, though, it's a really good excuse True. to drink. Get drunk yeah. for the holidays. I, I beg you. I actually, you. I really like my family. I'll, I'll be drinking with my family. Anyway, I don't have a family. I was manufactured in a lab. Just that's as true. Graham, he, he created me out of spare parts. Uh, that's why he doesn't let me leave the house either. Um, 
If I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times, I do not give a single shit about the Oscars. Yeah, not anymore. You know, I remember being a kid. Well, when I was a kid, me and like my parents and like sister would watch it Mm -hmm. and like get super into it. But now I'm just like, I mean, I love movies too much, I think. Yeah. Like the Oscars. I'm like, I want everybody to win. Well, that's the thing is it's like it's not going to change the fact that I saw Mandy this year. It's my favorite movie of the year. Hell yeah. Um, just because it gets an accolade or an award, that's not going to change rob me of any enjoyment that I have of the movie. I've actually watched it like three times after seeing it in the theaters. I own it on Blu-ray now. Oh, um, cool. what? I didn't. That's cool. <laughs> I'm jealous. That was me being jealous. Oh, um, <laughs> no, yeah. I, it would have been nice to see Johan Johansson get a posthumous nod because I don't yeah. think he's won. He won an Oscar in his alive life um as opposed to his afterlife um and i really did i don't fucking know dude Ooh, sorry another drinking game bit uh every time somebody gets fake fired or yeah yeah that's another one shut the fuck off there we go you don't have a microphone can't hear you can't hear you over here i have a microphone (laughs) dickhead oh boy Take a shot every time Matt rattles his ice right in front of the microphone tonight. Well, yeah, for this show, because he's thirsty. Um, What? (laughs) (laughs) If you're not going to be on the show, you can't be throwing me dirty looks from the sidelines, Water Boy. I think he can. Thank you for producing the show, Graham. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, if if anybody can, it's probably him. Um, Yeah, it sucks that Mandy isn't going to be up for. Yeah. It's like, well, it, I'm more upset that it's not going to be up for any Oscars rather than just like uh, the score. I'm contradicting yeah. myself. Well, no, I because been... like I don't care that it's not going to win any Oscars, but like there's a lot of things that are Oscar worthy in that movie, yeah. like cinematography I, I and sound design. Holy fuck, sound design! Well, and it, was, it was a beautiful movie, and mm. it was like it was Panos Cosmatos, yes. right? Um, He's just, he's incredibly talented. And I, like, I want him to, I mean, I'm sure, I feel like somebody like him probably doesn't give a shit about mm. the Oscars, so good. But, like, I feel like dude deserves a, a good amount of recognition. And, mm-hmm. yeah. So, did I also hear that he, like, really wants to work with Nicolas Cage again? Did you yes. tell me that? I don't know if I told you that, but somebody I was actually, it's, I just sent it to you telepathically, actually, because I was sense. actually just thinking that I, I just read that he and Nicolas Cage have discussed working together. Again. I love that. Yeah. I love that so much. Because I'm like, I, you know, I, I don't know if, if Cosmatos actually, like, takes Nick Cage seriously or not. It's mm-hmm. hard to kind of tell. But, like, in that movie, I feel like it was, you know, you heard my bit. I love how, like, I loved Nick Cage in that. And so, like, I hope he can work with somebody who, like, takes him pretty seriously and gives him roles that are, like, fairly solid. Because it's, like, you know... Just, I, I hate that people get like stuck into the B movie actor role. Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of like Bruce Campbell, like yeah. reading his books, like that fucking which one was it? Um, Make Love the Bruce Campbell Way. Mm-hmm. I feel like that book is just him saying like, "Fuck everybody who just thinks I can only do B movies. Mm-hmm. Now I can only do B movies forever." Well, that's why I thought it was great that he uh, landed the gig on Fargo because yeah. Fargo is like, like from what I've heard, a great TV show. Totally. Based off of an award-winning movie. Yeah. Well-deserved. Mm-hmm. Dude deserves it. But oh, yeah, yeah, so I just think, like, it'd be good to see Nick Cage in some serious roles again, because, yeah. I mean, like, I know it is hard to take him seriously, but I like 
doing it anyway. <laughs> Another side note, Nicolas Cage is, what a shock, in an upcoming movie that he is saying is the wildest movie he's ever done. Ooh. Do you know the title offhand? I forget no? what it's called. I think I saw that but, headline um, so far, too. Yeah, I saw it on Good Old Bloody Disgusting, who still isn't sponsoring us, but it's okay. I still love them. Um, Take a shot or a drink or something every time we talk about Bloody, bloody disgusting, disgusting and how they should be our sponsor because they give Are us the best. content and stuff. They don't give it to us. We just it's our news us. site because that's I have their app and I'm just gonna shut up. I don't know. Um, I was gonna say another thing about Nick Cage. Oh, okay. How so, he's the best. Oh yeah, but and I don't know if I've talked about this before or if I've ever even brought it up in passing, but like. I heard a rumor once that he did a bunch of shitty like B movies because he like desperately needed money because he was yes. like deep in debt. Was yes. that real? I think so. <laughs> well, I've heard it enough to the point where I assume it's real. It's like he's a real person yeah. in debt. I'm in well, debt. Yeah. Are you in debt? Probably. Yeah. We're all in debt. The same thing happened with uh, uh, 50 Cent. Hmm. I don't know <laughs> what he did to, to rectify. I think it was 50 Cent at least. Do you have a problem with the way I'm saying 50 cent? <laughs> Pretty sure that's how he prefers to be referred to as. <laughs> sure. Go on. I'm just going to be over here giggling every I time know, you say it. I don't know what 50 had to do to uh, rectify his situation. But <laughs> I was calling him his first name 50. <laughs> Curtis Jackson. <laughs> Mr. Cent. <laughs> Oh, man. Let's do more shows when Jolan's overtired. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> I feel like that's half of our shows, so. Yeah, either drunk or overtired. And I'm maybe. I'm just here. Possibly I'm both. Just here for the ride, man. Ride, Sally, ride. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it sucks that Mandy is going to be up for any Oscars. Boo, fucking who. I don't like the Oscars anyway. It's all a sham. Yeah, I agree. <sighs> just telling you how to think, man. It's just telling people out there that think they're film buffs to gives them f- fuel for their canon of you're a film f- buff and you haven't seen The Godfather. Nah. I'm sure like I take a shot every time Matt says the same shit on a podcast. He's probably s- said twelve other times. That'll be a lot of shots. If and this episode isn't ca- called the official Monsters at Midnight drinking game, then I don't, I don't know what we're. I gonna feel like call he's it. gonna not name it that now out of spite. No, he's gonna call it Matt. You're fired. The <laughs> the, the, the musical. <laughs> oh. Yeah, oh you digging your sack there. Oof. I mean, right. your your actual bag. <laughs> Oof. All right. I'm gonna change the subject now. I feel like the Oscars. Speaking of of sacks, um, I feel like. <laughs> I feel like it's just like <coughs> big wig producers like jerking each other off. I feel mm-hmm. like that's all the Oscars are. So speaking of sacks. Yeah. Speaking of sacks, yeah. Transitions. I'm great at them. Let's move on to the next topic. <laughs> that would be a good idea. Speaking of, uh, mo- <laughs> speaking of movies, um, there's a A24, the studio behind uh, It Comes at Night and more recently, Hereditary. And a bunch of shit. And Lots a bunch, of really good bunch shit. Bunch of shit, but they're making a... There it is. There's there's one. They're making a solid name for themselves in the horror in the horror market. Now, will you stop shaking your head? <laughs> I can't fucking do this when you're just over there <laughs> oh, judging no. me. God damn. Anyway. Um, A24 has a new horror movie coming out in March. It is titled The Hole in the Ground. The... 
synopsis provided by Bloody Disgusting Mobile, Sarah and her young son Chris move to a new home in the Irish countryside next to a forest that hides an enormous sinkhole. One night, Chris vanishes, and when he reappears, he seems unharmed and unchanged. But as his behavior grows increasingly disturbing, Sarah begins to fear that the boy who has returned may not be her son at all. And uh, they go on to say, The hole in the ground weaves suspense, terror, and supernatural folklore into a richly evocative story about the primal fears of motherhood. The film will premiere at Sundance Film Festival in January and arrive uh, do a limited run in theaters on March 1st, 2019. What do you think about this, Sholin? Oh, um, well, I think it's kind of funny because before I read, I think it was the Bloody Disgusting article, I just like read a synopsis and I was like, oh, that's, you know, that kind of reminds me of the Babadook and like maybe it's just the mom kind of going nutso. Mm-hmm. And then like in Bloody Disgusting, they're like in the style of the Babadook. Yep. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, no original <laughs> thought over here. Um, but uh, it sounds really neat. It also, uh, I get some vibes of like the gate and mm-hmm. I always loved the gate and I feel like a movie has not been super similar to that in a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm kind of hoping there are some aspects there that are, uh, you know, somewhat relative. I don't know. It, so it seems neat. It sounds really cool. And I mean, this production company has been doing like phenomenally. So I bet it's going to be really solid. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess. Yeah. I don't, I don't have a ton of thoughts cause there's no, uh, there's no trailer yet. No trailer. Right? Yeah. It's hard to, yeah. it's hard to know how I feel. I'm kind of hoping that it's like, because I have this feeling that, I mean, a lot of horror movies lately have sort of had that like ominous, dark, muted tones vibe. And Mm -hmm. this sounds like another one of those movies. And I kind of wish it wasn't. Yeah. If that makes sense. I mean, I think that's what A24 is specializing in the most, though, with their horror movies. Which I guess is like. With the exception of Slice, which was very much not that. No. Um,. I'm all for it. Um, I might check it. <clears throat> I might check it out just because every horror movie I've seen put out by A24, I've at oh, least, yeah, I've at least liked. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved It Comes at Night. Thought Hereditary was very good. Mm. Thought Slice was. Oh, God, I loved Hereditary. <laughs> thought Slice was a lot of fun. Um, I'm I'm into it. Um, and I'm into is A24 before they started. Excuse me. Before they started doing this uh, gambit of horror movies, uh, they were just kind of seen as this artsy fartsy indie company, and that turned a lot of people off. And especially mm-hmm. with the waves that Hereditary made this summer, I think this is gonna um, again. I'm it has the potential to be another uh, notch in their belt of yeah. good horror movies i guess on that subject like because hereditary was also kind of about a mom going bonkers you know just like crazy moms dude i guess so maybe i mean well and that's well okay i'm not i'm not gonna like go into detail about this movie because i just ranted to Matt graham about it i don't fully understand yet i've only seen it once but this movie triangle Mm -hmm. i don't know i recognize the production company i think but i don't think it was a24 whatever not gonna go into detail but that was another thing crazy mom Oh yeah, like wh- horror movies in general, like they're crazy parents. I guess. And step parents. <laughs> Stepfather is that what you're thinking of? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's so good. I haven't seen uh, it. I was kind of hoping that, like, because I, 
I have a copy of The Stepfather 2 at my house, but I like haven't seen the first one in a little while. And I can't remember if it was like Christmas-based, because I was like, I should just watch that and then talk about it, because I fucking love this movie. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 yep, so. Yep, 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 yep. Nope. Anyway, The Stepfather <laughs> exists. It's a really fun, crazy movie. I can't remember if it's Christmas-related or not, so don't quote me on it. Did you see the remake? Of The Stepfather? Mm-hmm. There was a remake of The Stepfather? Yep. Oh, no. Uh, I haven't either. I was just curious if you've seen it. Oh, my God. That sounds like it's probably going to be horrible, and now I need to see it. It so. came out around the same time as the remakes of the, the remake of The Crazies did, huh. I think. Are you sure it's a remake? Positive. I know okay. Know for a fact, because I oh. remember, I think I saw previews or commercials for it or oh, something. No. I haven't seen any of them. I know, I know that there is not only, I think there's like three that came out originally, Yeah. but I don't think that original Stepfather is in the third movie. Yeah, I think you might be right. I think the original Stepfather is just in the first two. Mm-hmm. Again, and, don't quote me on it. I don't remember. And I know that they, they did remake, uh, I'm pretty sure they at least that they remade the Stepfather. Here's to hoping it's just like a different movie with a similar name, or with the same name rather. Cause I, I have to look this up now. Oh no. That sounds like Welcome it's to Going be on Tangents, the podcast. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, um, plus is, side, though, I, I didn't take many notes, so I was a little bit, and I'm tired, so I was a little bit worried that I was just going to sit in a corner and shut the fuck up today. But instead, you get way too much talking from Jolin, so. The Stepfather is a 2009 American horror thriller film and a remake of the no. 1987 horror film with the same title. Boo. Okay. Well, now I have to see it, and I'm probably going to hate it, and I'm probably going to talk about it on the next podcast. <laughs> so. All right. Well, I should see at least one of them in, in that time. Yes. We should do it. For, well, I was going to say we should do it for Father's Day, but that's not until like June. I don't remember. Probably July. Sometime in the summer, because we it's always June. we always went camping for Father's Day. <laughs> we'll do it for February, because that's when my dad's birthday is. My <laughs> real dad. I don't have a stepfather. That sounds good. I guess. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> it was a good idea in my head. I mean, more. I'll probably see it within the next couple months, so that works. It gives it's, me a little bit more time to be angry. It's entirely possible that I could see it within the next couple months. Let's hope, huh? <laughs> Sorry, you hate me. <laughs> um, A24, be on the lookout for their hot new take on Crazy Moms. Let's hope that they have a trailer soon. The hole in the ground. If they're doing <laughs> the festival circuit in February, I'm sure there'll be one at some point. Probably pretty soon. Maybe. At least after this is released, I think. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. And there'll be a limited theatrical release in, on March 1st. It's a limited theatrical release? That's what Blade Disgusting said. Darn it. I'm sure the Oriental will get it. They've gotten every other A24 horror movie. Yeah, I guess I just, like, it's not that I'm upset about limited releases because, like, I won't be able to see it. And it's like, I also... Apparently, they don't qualify for the Oscars. Well, and it's just, like, I I just feel like it really limits people's, like, availability to it. Because, I mean, I have a friend who's, like, super into horror movies, and he missed Suspiria, the new Suspiria, which I'll talk about... Ah! I'll talk about later. I hit my mic. I can't tell if anybody heard that. Let's hope not. Graham's not in here to yell at me, so it's fine. Graham won't yell at you anyway. He might. I'll whip him if he does. (laughs) Kinky. Anyway. Um, But yeah, limited releases are just like, I don't know. I understand because the availability to like download stuff is usually pretty easy. And so I can kind of understand why people like, why there would be that. So then maybe you'll bring more people into the theater Mm -hmm. since it's limited, but it also just like, 
I mean, I love the theater experience, so I don't want anybody to be deprived of that. So that kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's my bit. That's fair. Yeah. So that's that's the hole that's in the, the ground. ground. Initially, when you said the title, like the second time, I was like, "What?" And I was like, "Oh wait, yeah, no, that's the actual name of that movie." <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, <laughs> just made it up. <laughs> it sounds like it. The hole in the ground. I well, mean, I mean, it's not subtle, so maybe the movie won't be subtle. I Might will be. be. Oh, it's an A twenty four horror movie. I Again, mean, Slice is the only exception. Hereditary wasn't exactly subtle. <sighs> it was still. Muted. Maybe yeah, muted. Yeah, that's a good word for it. Anyway. It was a good movie. That's what it was. <laughs> it super I guess funny. I'm in a weird mood, too. I don't know. This is good. We're working well off each other, I think. Fair enough. Maybe. What did I say we were going to talk about next? Russian sleep experiment? Indubitably. Uh, nice. <laughs> I just spoiled what we're going to talk about next. Well, um, not really. I mean, you were about to talk about it, so... <laughs> right? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> The hot transition. <laughs> the hot uh, new <laughs> creepy pasta that is going to be adapted for the film. Can <laughs> just kill me now. <laughs> the, oh boy! Slender Man Ooh. came out this year. Let's try this again. Slender Man came out this year. No one saw it, and the people I that did it. hated it. It wasn't great. <laughs> so. Naturally, they're going to take another creepypasta that's like six years old and adapt it into a movie. Mm. Yeah. This one is the Russian sleep experiment. If you're not familiar with the Russian sleep experiment, it essentially is presented like every other creepypasta that like this actually happened. But of course, it probably didn't. Russian scientists experimented on prisoners in the 1940s with some sort of some Gaseous sort of stimulant. Yes, that kept them awake for a period of 15 days. They began to hallucinate. They began to slowly go insane. I believe there's murder and whatever else because self can or like what is self cannibalization. Yeah, there's a word for that. What's the word for that? Do you remember? Eating thine self. <laughs> <laughs> That's like two words. It's not the same thing. I'm gonna Google it because there's a there's a word and I I like this word and All I right. want to know this forever. Anyway, but essentially the uh, it's oh my god, where did where did my oh where did my babies go? Well, we um, but there's they like some of them. It's like self mutilation, and uh, some of it is like mutilating each other and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So that's horrifying. Yes. Um, auto cannibalism. There we go. That's or not... auto sarcophagy. Sarcophagy. Mm-hmm. Auto sarcophagy. <laughs> So again, it's not even one word. It is autosarcophagy. I get is one. okay. Um, yeah. So, or auto. I think I was thinking of auto cannibalism because I can't say the other word. Auto cannibalism. Yeah. Man, I can't believe how you could forget that one. Wow. Okay. Rude. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Barry Anderson is directing the Soviet sleep experiment, a psychologist. Thr- or, wow, fuck, I can't read. A psychological thriller based loosely upon the urban legend. It is going to be starring Eva De Dominici of You Shall Not Sleep fame as Dr. Anna Antonov. <laughs> and Raphael. Zawiercha, who is going to be playing Roman Polanski in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, oh. um, is playing her husband, Dr. Leo Antonov. 
That's fun. Um, and then there's a hand, uh, there are going to be four actors playing the test subjects. One of them caught my eye, and that's Chris Kattan, who got his start on Saturday Night Live and oh. starred with uh, Will Ferrell in A Night at the Roxbury. Oh, weird. Yeah, so that's interesting. Oh, does this mean this is going to be like campy? I can I bring back the camp. I want camp. <laughs> Anderson is partnering <laughs> with Emmy and Peabody award-winning makeup artist Chris Ballas, member of the Academy Award-winning team for J.J. Abrams' Star Trek, to executive produce the Soviet sleep experiment. Ballas also serves as production designer for the film, which called for building a period-accurate Soviet bunker meant to resemble an isolated 1940s testing facility. He and his crew also built a Jules Verne-inspired chamber to house the four patients of the duration of the experiment. Hopes to start shopping the finished film in spring of 2019 to potential distributors for release both domestically and internationally. So I'm deriving from this, the movie's done, okay. or at least close to being done. That's neat. Um, Jolyn, what are your thoughts on a film adaptation of the Russian sleep experiment, uh, Tall Tale? Well, like, I mean, I saw Slender Band because I like the idea of them turning creepypastas into movies, because mm-hmm. I think that's kind of neat, and it's a fun little, like, I don't know, like, it's still creepy, because those things freaked me the fuck out when I was younger, you know, and I think a lot of us can relate right and um so i think it would be neat to see it like visually i also because i um we haven't seen the original short film and apparently there's also a novella yeah um but when i was reading about the novella it sounds like that's written from the perspective of like the patients as well as the scientists Uh uh-huh so there's like a lot of material that they can base this stuff off of. So it might actually be really cool. Like I kind of want to read the novella now to see if that's actually pretty neat. Because I mean, you know, it's 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 a neat concept and it's also a terrifying concept because, um, I mean, sleep deprivation is kind it's of a very a, real thing. Yeah, and I mean, hallucinating when you're overtired is accurate. And I like the idea of people turning into monsters when they're given a stimulant to stay up too long. Mm-hmm. Um, so. <laughs> You know, it'll be fun. I think it'll be fun. Or maybe not fun at all and just terrible. But mm-hmm. either way, going to see it and probably going to have some fun seeing it. Fair enough. Because I had fun seeing Slender Man, too. I'm not going to lie. Like, it was bad. But, like, you know, it reminded I me of still my childhood. I still would like to see Slender Man. Um, <clears throat> Sorry. Well, excuse, excuse both of us. Whoa. Um, <laughs> that was weird. My grandma called it Shining. Uh <laughs> I'm going to say the same thing about this that I said about Slender Man. The time to make this movie was years ago. Yeah. And this just really feels like they're trying to capitalize, which is weird because Slender Man wasn't a financial or critical success this year. No. But Maybe if, they were already making it before they knew that. Yeah, though. I don't know. But like, it really feels like they're trying to capitalize on this, on this weird nostalgia. Yeah. Which... I don't sometimes, think sometimes it works. Sometimes it works, but I don't think either of these stories are distant enough history yeah. in our culture for them. Like now, it just feels like why now? Yeah. If they were to do this, if they were to do this in the Slenderman movie, like twenty years from now, I'd be like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Because that was like especially and especially Zelda. with, of course, the Waukesha stabbings with yeah. Slenderman. Like I was gonna say with Slenderman, I feel like it it made more sense that they waited a little while because mm-hmm. like. Around the time that that stabbing happened would have probably been the ideal time to like 
make a movie because that would that was still when things were pretty popular uh-huh. and new people were still finding out about it. But um, this one, I you know, I feel like they could have gotten away with doing it earlier, but maybe you know there was already like somebody made a short film and the novella didn't come out until like 2015. Mm-hmm. So I guess I don't know. They're just trying to keep shit alive or something. And like, uh, and while I say that, like the timing feels weird for these movies to come out, good stories are still good stories. And that's, what's always appealed to me about creepy pastas is that they're sort of like internet campfire stories where I can see stories like these sticking around for, mm-hmm. Years and years and years. So there you go. Finish your drink, folks. Um, like, and if you want more information on that, check out the episode that we did with Will Gilbertson back in October of 2017, where we discussed oh, yeah, we creepypastas. We, yeah, we I should love bring Will. him back. We love you, Will. Yeah, he was here earlier today. Aww. Um, but yeah, um, Good stories are good stories, and the Russian sleep experiment is a creepy story and one that has potential for the visual realm. Will it work? Who knows? Uh, The fact that it's just coming out of the blue like this, and they're like, yeah, we want to shop the finished film by spring of 2019. Maybe that's a good sign. Maybe. I don't know. Um I'm intrigued. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not in a mega hurry to see this movie because in the vast scheme of uh, creepypastas and internet lore, the Russian sleep experiment was never one of my favorites just because the whole thing felt, I mean, it, I don't know. It just, it, it didn't, it's not my favorite. I have no reason why. Um, that being said though, if you're into into the story and you're into this creepypasta renaissance that we could be having more power to you. And allegedly there's going to be a, a film based on one of the bigger ones coming out soon ish. Maybe. Woo. Um, yeah. Do you have any other thoughts on? No, I mean, like if it's well done, I'm going to be really pumped. That's, mm-hmm. that's, I guess, w- with everything, that's my opinion on stuff. <laughs> so, whatever. But uh, just because it's, it's like, good, I'll like it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, pretty much. But I just mean, like, because it sounds like a really fun opportunity for, like, practical effects mm-hmm. and, like, otherwise a really cheap film, you know, because yeah. it's pretty much one room, bunch of gore, scientists. Yeah. Like, I don't think you need a whole bunch of shit for this movie. You know, you could you could use like a fucking fog machine in like an isolated like cell-like room and mm-hmm. then just spend your money on practical effects. And that's what I hope they did. And if they didn't, I'm probably going to be mad later. True. So, speaking of, did you see Overlord? No, I never d- No, <sighs> wait, did I? No, what did I see? Oh, fuck. Uh No. I almost did when uh, we were either in Salem or Philadelphia, and uh, instead we saw Hellfest. Oh, yeah. yeah so I wanted mind. to see Overlord, but I didn't get a chance to. I'll, I'll probably Maybe next to, time. Wait, was, that's not in theaters anymore, is it? Probably not. I'll, I'll have to catch it when it comes out on VHS. That one looked like maybe like just excessive to me. But like I said that in the episode where we talked about Overlord, I'm into... The, the style because it reminds me of Wolfenstein and Doom. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I'm right on. Into both of those video games. Um, but yeah, we're getting sidetracked again. Uh, we keep doing that. Russian, it's all right. Um, it's, they'll, they'll live with it. I have new fans. We have new fans, by the way. I got what? us new fans. Yeah. Several, Ooh, several of you. my co workers. Aw. Yeah. They've listened to it already? 
They um, they some of them owners? have. Some of them got really excited when they when I they found out I host a podcast because they think that I have a what do they say a soothing voice. You do. Thanks. <laughs> I don't. That's the first time, second time my voice has been called soothing. I don't know. Everyone's I get it. always like your monotone. I'm like, no, you have inflection. It. There's inflection there. <laughs> Tell that to them. <laughs> it's been a friggin' year I've been working with those people, and they're still like, I can never tell when you're serious or when you're happy or sad. And, uh. Makes you mysterious. It's a good thing, I think. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm going for. There you go. It's totally not just how I talk. <laughs> so, yeah, the Russian experiment. <laughs> Soviet sleep Sorry. experiment. Didn't mean to cackle into the microphone. Take your shots. She apologized twice. Uh, ah. <laughs> Whatever. Soviet sleep experiment directed by Barry Anderson sometime this millennium. Are you excited? Leave a comment. Send us a message. We want to hear your opinion. And maybe you'll be featured on an episode if we like your opinion. Oh, my God. Do it. That'd be fun. If I can ever get someone to comment on this shit, then yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah. Anyway. If you have something interesting to say, we want to hear it. Send us your your queries or your opinions at Monsters at Midnight at GoFuckYourself.com. When you said queries, I shouldn't share this thought, but my brain just pictured a queer fairy like a, with wings and like, like rainbow wings. Is a queer fairy redundant? Ooh. It can, and I'm, I'm not talking about like a, like a real, not like a real fairy, because fairies aren't real, but like a, moving on. <laughs> it's just, like the, the creature with wigs, and the dainty creature with wings. Mm-hmm. One of those, but a queer one. Yes. Anyway. Um, or like queries, like questions and stuff. And let's just stop letting me talk. Uh, <laughs> This is a good episode. <laughs> uh, the holly jolly spirit now. Um, I'm not even drunk for this one. I am oh, not. God either. help me. You got really grim there. Yeah. <laughs> We're not even drunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Should um, we move on? Nah. <laughs> We're just going to dwell this right is, here. This is where the show is at right now. Oh, man. I'm no, just kidding. Moving back to the subject of music, which if I were a better producer or host i would have staggered this with the mandy topic because i had to deal with music but here we are and i'm just gonna fuck myself (laughs) um everyone's favorite filmmaker and musician and all-around sonic the hedgehog fan john carpenter (laughs) has stated in a recent interview that he would love to do the soundtrack for a video game i quote cinema blend He's actually quite interested in diving into video games, telling the outlet after being asked if video games influenced the score for the latest movie, which is Halloween. I didn't think of that, but I think there's a part of me that's dying to do a game score. I'm just dying to do it, but I don't think anybody will hire me. No one thinks about me to do music for games. That'd be great. What do you think, Jolyn? Um, I, it, uh, uh. I think it's sad that he thinks that no one will hire him because I'm I like think, I think that's also not true at all. No, like, everyone would fucking hire John Carpenter. You would think, yeah. and also I feel like I feel like that's probably like, you know, kind of a kind of like a good business to get into because it's like I'm sure he'd make a ton of money doing mm-hmm. that shit. 
So. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. there's probably a ton of music to be recorded for, well, depending on the scope of the video game. Like, mm-hmm. if it were, it depends on how long the campaign is, but I'm sure there's a lot of music to record for a video game, too. Yeah. I would assume. I think I think dude deserves it. He's he's been working hard his whole life. If he wants to somebody just make a fucking video game for John Carpenter and so that he can make a soundtrack. Somebody out there. I'm sure one of our listeners makes video games, probably. No. That's not a thing. Not Why a thing wouldn't it be? I don't know. Some of my friends are going to school for software design. Oh, well then one of one of you. <laughs> Get on it, Jake. <laughs> Bet you don't even listen to the show, though, cocksucker. Known you since preschool, but you don't listen to the show. Wow. We're bitter today. I'm fine. <laughs> today. I'm like this every day. Well, no, I meant we're as in we are both equally somewhat bitter today. Oh. It was also kind of a dig. Yes, you're right. Anyway. But. I'm sorry you hate me. I don't. <laughs> um, I'm all for it. And the John Carpenter. Yes. Mm-hmm. Give me that immediately. I would love that. And John Carpenter has worked on video games before. He was a big advocate for the uh, the Fear series, hmm. which were a series of horror shooters, basically about like some sort of SWAT team that takes on supernatural entities. Neato. He actually directed the cinematics for the third game. Hmm. So John Carpenter, first off, being has been an avid video game fan for years now has had his foot in the door at on relatively popular video game franchises the fact that it's true it bums me out that he thinks no one would hire him for a video game because everyone would hire him for a video game or everyone should hire him for a video game and i just like his music his electronic style of music lends itself well to video games if a horror video game came out with a John Carpenter soundtrack, I would shit myself. I'd be oh, playing yeah. that immediately. But a lot of people would too. Oh yeah. Honestly, you could probably market a video game solely on that. Well, I was gonna say that's, that's the thing is John Carpenter is such a popular voice for the horror genre that like it would make sense to have him involved. Hell yeah. This is the same thing. Everyone was so hyped for the canceled Silent Hills video game because Guillermo del Toro was going to co-direct it. Right. Poor dude just wants to make a video game. That was actually the second time that he had a video game go under. Hmm. But I love Guillermo del Toro. I do too, and I hope that guy can make a video game at some point. Oh my god, point. together. What? Guillermo del Toro and John, John Carpenter. Carpenter. Yeah, fuck Ugh. yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh god. <laughs> no, yeah. If that happens, we're psychic, just so everyone knows. God, I hope so. Guillermo del Toro is such a a brilliant visionary that the fact that he hasn't been able to make a video game, it just makes me sad yeah. for us as a human species. A lot of things make me sad for us as a human species. Oh. Bleak. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> what did I do? You <laughs> <laughs> looked so upset. I was like, Oh God. <laughs> I, was just, I was just doing that for the bit. No. Oh. Well, bit the that they can't, can't see. see. I yeah. know. <laughs> I saw it. It was pretty funny. You guys. Just uh, so you know. I looked really upset. He did. Um, yes, no. John Carpenter, do it, do it, man. Do the soundtrack for the next Sonic video game. <laughs> oh, my God. That'd be a very big departure from what you usually do, but yes. I bet you could swing it. Or maybe not. Anything. Don't actually do that. Do, do Find a dope horror project and be like, hey, I want to do the music for it. And I bet they will have you in a heartbeat. Am I also the only one who, like, once I found out that John Carpenter was super into video games, I just picture him on, like, Xbox Live calling some kid a bitch. <laughs> you know? 
Like I know that doesn't that probably doesn't happen, but I like that image in I my head. I like that image a lot too. <laughs> I I think I've said this on the show before, but reading his Twitter is always funny because he'll post like Twitter long reviews of the video games that he's been playing recently. Uh, he's such a nerd. Yeah, I know. I'm into it. I love that. John Carpenter will forever be like one of my favorite people on the planet, and I will probably you'll probably never see me again when he dies. Oh. But he's not going to because I won't let him. <laughs> So yeah, John Carpenter, leave your opinions. We want to hear your voice. Do you think that John Carpenter <laughs> should do the music for a video game? If so, what kind of video game and what kind of soundtrack? Leave a comment. And oh, I didn't actually say this at the beginning of the episode, so I'm done being a wise ass for right now. Please go to ZimaPodcastingNetwork.com if you're not listening to the show on it right now. There's a lot of other great contact and shows being hosted by the network. You can also find not our show. You can find most of the shows on Spotify. You can find our show on iTunes and Spreaker.com as well. Damn, you forgot that bit? Wow. I know, because I I missed the bit about hot, creamy content in your face. (laughs) The bit. That's That's all I do is just talking about cum. Um, (laughs) That's the best part. (laughs) <laughs> the best part is just talking about cum yeah. um, and horrible <laughs> things that I'll do to pumpkins. Um, yeah, oof. That's a good word for it. <laughs> oh. um, but yes, please check out the Zima Podcasting Network. Um, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. We do. We love all of you individually. All you motherfuckers. Um, let's move on to the next topic. I should have had this covered in November, but I didn't actually realize that Jolyn saw this movie. It was my bad. I didn't talk about it That's enough. all good. Jolyn saw the Suspiria remake, and she's going to talk about what she thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so I guess, like, in the grand scheme of things, loved the movie. I absolutely loved it. However... The devil, you say. However, I... Fully understand why some people did not like it. Um, But I, like, I mean, like, I bring up fairly often my habit of, like, reading the book after seeing the movie of something. Mm -hmm. Um, That's also a little bit skewed, but it's just because, like, this, but this is similar in the way that this film sort of expanded on the original Suspiria. Because the original Suspiria was, like, it was like a nightmare. You it's know? very loose in yeah, terms and of it's, story. Yeah, so it's like a lot of stuff isn't really like spelled out, whereas in this one, almost everything is spelled out pretty much like right for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, I mean, there is still a good amount up to interpretation. There's a lot happening in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but so what people might complain about, um, I'm, I'm trying really hard not to do spoilers because this is the same thing. This is what I was going to bring up when we were talking about limited releases. This had a limited release and I don't believe it's in theaters anymore. It, at least it isn't yeah, here. Yeah. Um, and so I know a lot of people haven't been able to see it yet, so I'm not going to ruin anything. Um, I'm just going to kind of give my perspective on it. Um, if you were like a huge fan of the Goblin soundtrack, you might be a little disappointed, uh, by this one soundtrack like i liked it and it was beautiful um but there's like you know i'm a little bit biased like well it's by tom york of yeah radiohead, radiohead yeah. so um so yeah but like i like where he took it mm-hmm. um because again you can't just like like i've talked about with a lot of remakes you can't just like make a carbon copy and they definitely didn't do that and so i like that um and i also like it because this soundtrack was less like 
heavy. Mm-hmm. It was more kind of lighthearted almost for the most part. And uh, that's kind of neat. But again, if you were a huge fan of the Goblin soundtrack, you might not dig this one. Um, let's see. Uh, also, this is kind of a spoiler, kind of a not, but it, kind of a not. <laughs> kind of uh, not. Um, kind of not. Uh, because it happens like right at the beginning. But one of the things that a lot of people really loved about the original Suspiria was that like insane first death that happened right away and it was super like gory and gross. Yeah, yeah. This movie does not have that. Uh-huh. So um, if that was like one of your favorite parts of the original Suspiria, you're going to be missing that in this movie. But that is not to say that there isn't some awesome fucking gore in this that's film. What, that's what I've heard. That was oh one of the first God. things I heard. So good. And that's that's now we're talking about why Jolyn loves this movie. Um, so uh, I guess... Uh, what can I say that's not like giving shit away? Um, well, I guess I can I can talk a little bit about one particular scene, particular whatever, um, where they bring in a good amount of body horror, and this is one of the things I loved about the film is that the concept of dance and like actual physical dance is way more prevalent in this film, as you can kind of tell in the trailer, yeah. um, than it was in the original. And I think in the original you'd see like a few minutes of dance, and that's yeah. pretty much it. Um, but in this, it's like a it's like a strong story part. <laughs> it's like a <laughs> plot point. There's hey. the word. wow. <laughs> oh boy, Whew, what a day! But in terms of body horror, um, there is a scene where um, Susie, the lead, mm-hmm. she or Susan, I don't remember what they. I think it's Susie. Um, but. Uh, it's been a little while since I saw this movie, and so I feel like a jerk. But um, she's, like, dancing alone, and then it also sort of acts as, like, a curse on mm. another character. And that's not really spoiling anything, I don't think, because um, I'm not really... Okay, that's fine. But it's really cool. It, it uses dance in a really interesting, like, dramatic way. Um, also, not a spoiler, but... <laughs> and I didn't realize this going into it, but Tilda Swinton plays three different roles in this movie. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And like, as I was reading into it a little bit more, I'm like, oh yeah, this director fucking loves this woman. I'm mm-hmm. into that. I can dig that. Um, and she's very well utilized in this film, I think. Um, then it gets a little weird. So, uh, the you know, but admittedly in the original Suspiria, the ending was like a little like yeah. odd, you know? Yeah. So I feel like in that sense, it's actually very similar. They, they use the concepts of the original Suspiria really well. And I think that communicates over really like fantastically actually mm-hmm. because uh like i said it's not like an exact copy but i feel like they they brought the idea of the original film to a sort of modern film and threw in some excellent gore and really solid acting and a very interesting storyline um cuz it's like sort of it's still the same basic idea but a lot of new em- elements are thrown in mm-hmm. so yeah i think that's 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 probably my bit. I'll probably leave it there because I don't really want to. Uh, I want every, all of our listeners. I have no idea how many there are, but if you have not seen this movie, go see it and form your own opinion. Because if you like the original Suspiria, there is still a chance you will like this one, even though some people did not. Also, I did hear that like some people really didn't dig the the style of dance that they used in this film because it's mm. not exactly ballet. It's like. It's more dramatic. I loved it. I think it's really cool. I love a lot of things, though, so 
I don't know. <laughs> see the movie. It's really good. I know it's you might not be able to see it in theaters now, but I feel like check it out when you can. Yeah, check it out when you can. It's 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 beautiful. Thanks. I I felt amazing after I saw this movie. Yeah, I still really do want to see it uh just because I am into the fact that it is its own beast and Oh yeah. it's being established as not a not a carbon copy remake, which mm-hmm. I think is very smart since the original Suspiria is a very iconic uh yeah. and dominating horror horror film especially in the foreign horror depart uh department and uh 70s horror mm-hmm. i'm just getting my life together here so yeah check out Suspiria Jolyn re- recommends it i do indeed um we're going to talk about a movie that we both saw recently i actually saw this last night it's kind of a new movie, but also kind of not. It did the, it did a the festival run in 2016, but got a theatrical release briefly. That's a recurring theme today. Yeah. A brief theatrical release in March of this year. So it's kind of new, kind of not. It's on oh, Netflix, wow. on Netflix it's now. Been around that long. It's called Terrifier. It's directed by and written by a man named Damien Leone, and it is about. Uh, a mime-type clown called Art the Clown who essentially terrorizes people on Halloween night in a small town. It's really fun. And Jolyn and I kind of have varying opinions on the films. Yeah, I actually, I mean, I really, I had a lot of fun watching this. And like, but I was also, in my defense, I was like drinking <laughs> a lot and i also like really bad movies sometimes so i mean know. i do too but all right well let's just we'll we'll get into the nitty-gritty of it uh jolyn appears to really like the movie mm-hmm. i like aspects of the movie but the rest of it i find like really bad yeah there are some there are Definitely some very bad Maybe bits. not like really bad because I've seen far worse horror and far worse slasher movies. Oh, yeah. But the whole thing that everyone always says is like, oh, like the Geico commercial. When you're in a horror movie, you make dumb decisions. And like the some of the decisions the characters make in this movie are like, really dumb like to the point where it took me out of the movie like as a as a fan of slasher movies it's probably my favorite subgenre of horror i can suspend my disbelief a lot yeah we're like oh they're running upstairs like when when everyone else is freaking out i'm usually not just because i accept that those are tropes of the genre and i can usually have fun with it yeah there were points in this movie where i was literally like oh my god you fucking deserve to die (laughs) yeah i had a few of those myself so overall what did you think of terrifier um uh i feel like everybody but art the clown was like kind of a terrible actor if i Mm. remember correctly um also, I like wasn't going to share this information, but uh, going into this movie, I started watching it because I was under the incredibly false impression that Bill Mosley played Art the Clown. <laughs> That's right, yeah. And I was so pumped on it, and as in, I believed that until I got here today and discussed it with Matt, and he was like, no. That's not right at all. And I was like, nah. And I had to look it up on the internet. And then I was very, very wrong. Um, But Art the Clown is like 
the best actor in that movie, and he's a oh, very, yeah. he's so fun. Like, a murdery mime? How can that not be fun? No, the Art the Clown, and I was mentioning this to Jolene, Art the Clown is actually the subject of Damien Leone's previous work. Right. He did two short films that featured Art the Clown, which were later incorporated to his first feature-length movie, All Hallows' Eve. It was an anthology horror movie all with horror segments based around Art the Clown, and then Terrifier, his most recent work, again, of course, is heavily based around Art the Clown. So, and that's what this whole movie reads to me as, is someone who really has a hard-on for this fucking clown, but doesn't know what to do with him. Yeah, or at least uh... not have anything very interesting to do with him. Because there are moments in the movie, there's a moment earlier on in the film where the two... Uh, lead girls, I guess. I don't mm. know. They kind of, not really a spoiler, but there's kind of a psycho style transition where a new hero is introduced mm-hmm. about halfway through the film. But the two, at the beginning at least, lead girls are sitting in a pizza joint, and Art the Clown comes in and sits and just stares at the one girl and like starts really like wickedly smiling at her and like waving to her and like that creepy weird fucking mime way mm-hmm. that they do it and i loved that and there's that an really excellent movie where they come face to face later on and they just stare at each other and the clown is splattered with blood and he's just staring and smiling at her and i loved that i also loved some of the practical gore mm-hmm. uh, even though yeah, like it was really over the top and like one scene in particular i was like what the fuck <laughs> like why um but it's just that's what it read to me like a dude was like i have this really creepy fucking clown and a really good guy to play this clown because he gets like the mime mannerisms and physicality but the rest of the script built around this clown falls into really sloppy and uninteresting slasher tropes and cliches with a weak twist ending that me and my girlfriend had predicted. And it's introducing characters at like weird times and trying yeah. to give them personalities in like the 11th hour. And it's like, when are we going to, for being 80 minutes, I was like, okay, when are we wrapping this up? <laughs> yeah, like, I, I had a few moments like that myself. And I was drunk, like I said. So you would think <laughs> that I'd be like, oh, this is fine. But no, there were definitely points where I was like, this movie is still still on yeah (laughs) and i had several moments like that and that's when i like when i looked at it i was like god that was only 80 minutes like part of me just felt like it was such a slog Mm -hmm. i kind of want now like that i'm thinking about a little bit more i wonder what would happen if dude who played art the clown just wrote a script for for art the clown Maybe because he's pretty good. I don't know if that he would is help. pretty good, but he's also not the only person that's played Art the Clown. He was oh. played by someone different in All Hallows Eve. Oh, okay. Well, then maybe never mind. Yeah, I don't know. Was that Bill Mosley? No, it wasn't Bill Mosley. <laughs> Bill Mosley has nothing to do with Art the Clown. Oh God, I hate myself a little <laughs> bit sometimes. Maybe when if Damien Le- Leone gets actual money and uh, works out the kinks in his writing. Like in a studio backs him, maybe then Bill Mosley can play Art the Clown. Be nice. It's not like with the way that Damien Leone's filmmaking is going, I have a feeling that Art the Clown probably isn't going anywhere. I hope so. He'll... I like him as a slasher. I'd, I'd like that yeah. to be a recurring thing. I like, yeah, I do. Like I said, he was the best aspect of the movie. Mm-hmm. He's clearly the aspect of the movie that. Like everyone always says that, like in the Friday the Thirteenth movies, you're rooting for Jason. Like literally, like. 
this guy only cared about this clown in this movie because the rest of it is. I wonder if this like know, uninteresting. If in like ten years or so, this is going to turn into another like Jason or Freddy or something. That I mean, would be I kinda, interesting. I think it'd be difficult to do, but yeah. it's like, I mean. I guess we had Pennywise, but that wasn't really like a franchise. That was one movie. True. And like one story. So I wonder if we'll have like a new mime villain. I I mean, I'd be into it. I just, they need to, either Damien Leone needs to start having different people write for him or Mm -hmm. he needs to tighten up his stuff. Well, okay. So I'm a part of this really shitty Facebook group and I say shitty because I disagree with everything that happens. Um, So like, Maybe I'm just an idiot. Who knows? Um, but it's called like horror movie addicts or something. Uh-huh. And I like I added myself to it because it was I think it was something else to start, but it was still mainly horror related and I had a lot of people in it. So I was like, yeah, it'd be interesting. I like hearing about horror movies and stuff. But pretty much every post I see is like talking up this movie, but then they like totally shit on like Hereditary or the new Suspiria mm-hmm. or like everything I love. And so I'm like, well, yeah. but that makes me believe that maybe this is something that could turn into like an actual like franchise because the general, I mean, I guess yeah. I don't know if they're the general public, but. Well, see, that's the thing is like this movie actually has a 70% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. And, like I've read reviews for it. That's that are positive. But, like, some of them rub me the wrong way because it's, like, some of them are, like, oh, it's a very pure genre film. And it's, like, if this is really what you think the slasher genre is, like, then you've really, you've limited yourself to, like, like Friday the 13th. Well, yeah, it's, like, well, but even then, it's, like... If, I guess if you think of, like... Even then, the, Friday the 13th had, like, interesting characters. Yeah. Like, and, like, int- kind of interesting but ideas. But it is really... It's it's really just keeping the whole horror genre in, like... In that Halloween, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. bit. Which I guess is kind of what the genre is known for, for well, the I mean, most part. I think it just comes down to the, like, more contemporary critics... Contemporary critics still see... Wow. Still see horror films as a blood and guts affair. Yeah. And there's plenty of blood and guts in this movie, but like, I, and I have read reviews that say the film lacks substance, thank God. But like yeah. for people to say they're like, Oh, this is just a, this is a true genre film for the fans. It's almost yeah. a little upsetting Insulting. that people think that this is all that it is and all that we want. Yeah. No. And, and honestly, like every horror movie buff that I know is not in it for the Jason's or the Freddy's or yeah. the, whatever's you know it's like maybe that's how you first got into it but it's like i feel like those movies are like the the sort of like tip of the iceberg bit it's kind of like those movies are the ones that are designed for the general public not like the actual avid yeah horror fan yeah so yeah that's do you have anything more you'd like to say about terrifier mm. i kind of dominated the whole no thing. i i mean i said my bit like okay. i i don't know like I wasn't huge on it, but I did have a lot of fun with it. Like, I think it's like a fun kind of fluff movie. I think, like I was saying, if you're like getting drunk, if you're getting stoned, if you're hanging out at home and don't give a shit, if you want to put something on that's a little creepy before you go to bed, I mean, not a little creepy, but creepy, creepy, um, do that movie. You know, it's like, it's fun. It's like a party horror movie. That's, you know? yeah, that's fair. Um, but if you are like, like, if you really dig artsy horror films, if you're, like, into horror films of, like, the 70s 
and earlier, yeah. then you're probably not going to take this one. No, yeah. Um, I have a hard time. I see what you mean. Like it, it is a party horror movie because like, it's kind of fluff. It know? is. It is. It's, pr- like it's very fluff. Like very, very fluff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's. But it has its place. I, I, th- yeah. I like those movies. And like the more, too. and like I'm still thinking about it. Like there is some good imagery in it, and mm-hmm. some decent suspense and creative yeah. ideas, but. I don't think it's the type of movie that you should... Well, and, that, like, that sounds super insulting, and I'm not trying to be, because I did really like it, but it's, like, if you try to take it seriously, I don't think you're going to dig that movie. Well, I just... I went into it knowing nothing about it, and oh, yeah. this is legitimately, like, how I thought about it, was just, like, this... this Apart from the clown being, like, really interesting and engaging to watch, mm-hmm. the rest of it is so by the numbers, it's, like, mind-numbing. Yeah. I think also, like... The reason I liked it so much was because I had incredibly low expectations because what I, the reason I had heard of that movie was because of that horror movie addicts page that I'm Mm -hmm. on. And I tend to not really agree with most of the people on that page. So I was like, eh, it's probably stupid. And so I'd like passed it on Netflix like a hundred times, I swear. Um, but then, you know, drunk one night feeling, feeling feisty. So I was like, all right, well, I guess it's time to watch this movie because I need to form my own opinion. I can't just like coast. And I did end up liking it. So. Yeah. Well, Jolin likes it enough. I I think you can do better. Even for your your bro man dude party horror films, I still yeah. think you can do better. Put on your next. Oh, yeah. Is that, that way you're really gonna good. get your gore and at least something like with substance interesting. Yeah. Um, or hell, just watch Saw again. Yeah. Like I Honestly, it's like the more I talk about movies on this podcast, the more I realize that I just don't think I'm going to have much hatred for any horror movie. Like, it takes a lot for me to not like something. That's like, fair. I Usually everything we talk about where I'm like, yeah, I didn't really like it, but I really liked this part of it. And I'm just like, so usually I tend to, I'm just a fan. I like I stuff. Mean, I like I, I get that too. And like I said, I said like, since I'm such a fan of slasher movies, my like tolerance for stupidity yeah. is pretty high. Same. So that's why... Like, and this isn't me, like, just being a curmudgeon. This is honestly how I felt after the movie wrapped and while I was watching the movie. Like, like it takes a lot for me to... Because usually I get annoyed at those people that are like, oh, my God, why are they going back inside the house? Because I'm that guy that's just like... These are the rules. You got to follow the rules. It's a horror movie. Yeah, but just, like this was the like one. by now people should understand that that's gonna that's gonna happen. People are gonna trip over nothing. I know. People are gonna like you know. But like this was the one time where I was themselves. like, oh my fucking god! Just they I all want to watch it again. They all deserve <laughs> to die. Yeah. Well, so that's our thoughts on Terrifier. Yeah. I'm not a fan. Art the Clown is a neat. Yeah, I kind of I, I want to see more movies with Art the Clown. I'm gonna be real. If Damien Leone is gonna keep doing this, I'm sure you will, <laughs> in some capacity or not or other. Because <laughs> Terrifier, oh, I mentioned this. Well, I kind of mentioned it. Terrifier is actually based off a short film, one of which was used in All Hallows Eve. I think you said that. Well, I mentioned that he did two short films with Art the Clown, but Terrifier oh. is specifically built based off. Of Oh, there we go. There's another one. Terrifier is drink again. Sp- specifically based off of one of his short films. Okay. So yeah, that's Terrifier. I don't like that title either. I kind of, I kind of do. I feel like it's not very descriptive. I but think it, that's why I don't like it. Is because there's so much. Should fucking should just called it Art the Clown. Like, admittedly though, like that movie did really like. 
Because sometimes I can watch a horror film and I'm not going to like go home and be jumpy, you know? Mm-hmm. Like Hereditary wasn't one of those films where I was like, I went home and I was like, huh, yeah. every corner. Though Terrifier was kind of one of those movies where I was a little bit like, may, again, maybe drunkenness, who knows? But it, like, you know, it was one of those that kind of like affected me afterwards. And sometimes I like those horror movies yeah. when they're like on the verge of giving you nightmares, you know? Fair enough. I, I feel like that one kind of was. Because it's creepy. I'd be lying if I said it was for me but i mean i don't usually i I haven't gotten jumpy after a horror movie for a very long time i'm a huge baby though Mm. (laughs) i'm like i'm just a gigantic baby that's fair (laughs) um we're gonna wrap this up uh it is christmas time as you probably are aware and Maybe you celebrate, maybe you don't. That's fine. But Jolene just saw a Christmas themed horror movie that I she would li- that she would like to mention before we wrap things up. Because yeah. I've talked about literally the only Christmas horror movies that I've seen and that mm-hmm. I like. So she's, yeah, last year we kind of did that. Yeah, and I I can only talk about Black Christmas and Silent Night, Deadly Night, so which many I still times. haven't seen. So I'm I'm gonna we'll see have that to watch before. That. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I'm pretty sure this movie, I think it came out in April of this year. Uh, it's called All the Creatures Were Stirring, or maybe I'm wrong, I don't know. But um, All the Creatures Were Stirring, uh, and like last year I had seen a pretty new horror movie too that was like a Christmas horror story, I think I talked about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is actually, I mean, it's a very similar idea uh, to a Christmas horror story, um, and I feel like this movie does not do it as well as a Christmas horror story oh, okay. did. Cause like it's anthology though. Yeah. It's okay. an anthology film. Um, but like a lot of it, I really liked. I just think that like, you know, most of the, most of the, the effects were fucking horrible. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of the acting was real bad. Um, some of it was really good and the ideas behind it were really good. I think, um, because like, so it's written and directed by a husband and wife. Uh, and, the way this movie starts is it's like a first date or like an early date between this couple and they go to a play and it's like Christmas Eve, I think. Um, and it's cause they both don't have better things to do on Christmas Eve. And that's kind of like the premise of the, of a lot of the, um, a lot of like the, the shorter stories in it mm-hmm. or like a lot of people who like don't celebrate Christmas or like don't like it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I guess in that sense, it's kind of cool. Um, and different, but, uh, so they go to see this play and it's almost like each scene or like not each scene, but like each individual storyline is acted out as like tacky performance art. Gotcha. Uh, so it's like, you see like the beginning and it's just like, you know, minimal effects, like with like three actors and just like street clothes mm-hmm. and like a sign reading the title of each separate uh, right. story. Um, and, uh, and like, then it'll like, flash into an actual scene of that um mm-hmm. the bit and i don't know i liked that part of it and um the i believe it was the first story in this one was actually really cool like some of it was stupid but it was a cool idea again um where it's pretty much like the episode of the office where they do um what is it uh, white elephant is yeah. that the the the, yeah. the thing where it's like you pick a gift and then somebody can steal it yeah, yeah, or yeah. whatever um but this one involves murder and like, uh, which is really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did not look up this actor's name. I'm a dick, whatever. But he's the one who plays the lead in John Dies at the End that isn't John. Okay. And he's in that. And it's very short that he is in it. But I liked that. Gotcha. <laughs> I liked that aspect of it. Um, and it, so it was, I don't know. So that one was cool. Um, there was another one in there that uh, 
was a little bit like uh, a Christmas Carol. That one was neat. There was another uh, poorly acted, in my opinion, but neat. Um, and then uh, one is almost like a. It's, it's obviously trying to be like an episode of the Twilight Zone, uh, in like black and white. Um, and I don't know. Like I, I'm talking kind of a lot of shit about this movie, but it's like worth seeing. I think it's. Uh, it's goofy, you know, and it's like a neat idea. I kind of like the whole like people who hate Christmas stories. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's kind of fun because it's like a lot of people don't have shit to do on Christmas or whatever and they hate it, they hate the holidays. And so mm-hmm. if you hate the holidays, this movie might be for you. Rock and roll. That's my plug. I'm done. Fair enough. Speaking of anthology movies, everyone should watch Heavy Metal. Just throwing that out there because I watched it twice in the past month. There is a horror segment in heavy metal. So well, there you go. I guess it relates. I got you though. Um, it has nothing to do with Christmas. So, and we at Zima Podcasting Network and Monsters at Midnight wish you a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and Happy whatever else you may be celebrating. Just have good times with your family, loved ones, whatever else, yeah. or whatever you do this holiday season. Just be safe and try and be at least a little bit happy. Yeah. So, Jolyn, thank you for joining. My pleasure. <laughs> Graham, thanks. Um, and I'm your host, Matt Schaefer, and we will see you in the new year of 2019. Until then, we return to our sleighs while the gremlins terrorize Santa's workshop. And when Krampus isn't looking, we will return to try and make toys to deliver to the good girls and boys. <laughs> Happy holidays. (laughs) Springtime tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. Garnishing your ham with pineapple? Pair it with a delicious Chardonnay to make their taste buds swirl. Deviled eggs are even better when paired with a light, dry wine like a bubbly Prosecco or a Pinot Grigio. For me, nothing beats recommending a great wine. And with such an extensive selection, I can help you find the perfect one in your budget. Whether you're hosting or just bringing the wine, we love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection this spring at Total Wine & More. Cheers! Hi, Fashion Hotline. Hi, this Easter I'm on the hunt. For eggs? For new styles my family can wear to brunch. Get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get a huge 50% off your entire purchase in store. Everything you need, like dresses, polos, and shorts, is 50% off. 50% off? You must be hiding something. Dresses start at just $12 for women, $10 for girls. But Easter's just three days away. Then hop to it. It's in stores only. Don't tell the Easter Bunny. Hurry in for 50% off your entire purchase in stores only. Now at Old Navy. Valid 14 to 420. In stores only. Excludes in store clearance. Gift cards. Register lane items. Jewelry today only and two day only deals.